today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Scott Radley in for Scott Thompson. This is, we continue to be told, with good reason, this is the golden era for basketball in Canada. More Canadians playing in the NBA, more women from our country playing in the WNBA and in college ranks. We've never had basketball as good as it is right now. And yet, with a team loaded with NBA stars playing a team that had one NBA player in a game they had to win, Canada had to win to advance to the finals for a chance to go to the Olympics, somehow... Canada's starring, star-filled, NBA-filled team lost. Thus endeth the dream. Once again, Canada's men not going to the Olympics. I want to bring in Steve Milton from the Hamilton Spectator. And Steve, I, you know, look, the women come through every time. They've done an amazing job here. Uh, how come? How did time. our? How did the? Not how did the time. men possibly lose? Uh, you know, it's 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 a combination of factors, and and part of it is. Uh, the I don't know factor. I, I, you, you just start to wonder if it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy at one point because the heartbreak, uh, I mean, particularly the games against Yugoslavia and France, the, when the, in the earlier rounds of this particular Olympic Games, when they could have got through easily and then had the time to, to assemble, you know, the right roster. Uh, size played a role in it. Uh, the, the, they had basically four starters unavailable to them that, that, well, they may not have started, but their starting potential at, at this level—that that was part of it—and and I think just that kind of awareness as a group on how to win, or particularly how not to lose, uh, it is is lacking because they they don't play together enough, and I think that's one of the big problems. Um, and I don't know if that's ever going to be solved because the, the there's a couple of other countries like that, but they maybe have a little. Obviously, the U.S. has a higher level of talent. Uh, so you can basically throw whoever out there and, and they'll just be good enough. But uh, um, th- I think that's part of it was the cohesiveness, Scott, of, 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 of those kinds of games in the in the FIFA type of basketball as well. I mean, the, most of those players had some experience at FIFA type basketball, but it is a different game. And I think for sure the uh, Czech size um, they, 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 they just did better at getting the matchups that they, that they needed to get at the key moments in time. And Canada did not do that. Yeah. And, and I've heard that, yeah, that no. said, and a, and a lot of people have written that, that, that they don't play together and therefore there's not the cohesiveness. There's not the chemistry. Sure. And yet yeah. years ago, before we had all these NBA players, we had guys who played together. We had a team Canada that was, you know, was there and yet they didn't win either. And so uh, I, I just, I well, look at this and I think it, what being played in the country wasn't that level. Crew, that of course, now. of course, of course. But I just look at this and I think you've got all these star players who figure out how to play in the NBA and don't always know everybody and guys get traded and you bring guys in. It just, it seems unfathomable that a team that probably should be the second best team in the world, if you put all of the stars together, not everyone was there granted, but still that it could somehow not even get to the Olympics. It's just, it's crazy. It, it is. And you just wonder what might have happened had they got to the Olympics. You know, yeah. it's one of those things like the Canadians making the playoffs, right? And 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 uh, and then you don't know what's going to happen after that because then it's down to you know a, a few things. But I think you're right. There's there's uh, I think I mentioned right off the top that it feels like there's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy here. But they have to get over it. Um, before London, when was London? 2012. Canadian yep. women were in that situation, right? And then they got over it. And not only that, they at that at those games they beat Brazil, uh, which most of them had never 
and they many of them had played played uh, played against Brazil all through age class uh, internationally age class things, and this was the first time that almost any almost any of them had beaten Brazil, and that sort of that game and and how well they played in London and the way they came together, I think that's carried them through since then. And there's an inherited sense of that from team to team, even the, even if the teams aren't different, there's enough play or aren't the same. There's enough players who are the same. Uh, that, that carries that through. You see that with uh, Natalie Otuan and and and, uh, and latter years Kia Nurse and 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 uh, and the two twins. They're, you, that's what's happening there. I don't know. You've got a bit of the same thread in in, in the core, the oldest group of the Canadian men's players, but they haven't gone over that hurdle. So I'm not sure that the reverse process happens. That that uh, when you haven't got over that hurdle enough time, you just kind of wait for that thing to happen. I mean, you know, you, you allow that, you allow them. I mean, they had the chance to win, right? But but they didn't. They didn't. Uh, so, and and I get, and most times that's all you can ask. But maybe, uh, you know, I'm not sure that they're not a better team than the Czechs. I think they are. That Czechs are an older team. They should have been able to run them down. Mm. I I I I wonder now with the fact that there have been just this series of disappointments with this team. And even then when you get, I think it is a eight NBA players together, uh, they still don't. I, I wonder if it becomes easier or more difficult now down the road to ask these NBA guys to come back. I mean, on the one hand, you could say, okay, I, I saw one article that said, oh, this is fuel now. Every NBA player is going to be just dying to get on this team to right the wrong maybe or the other half is you know we put in all this time right after the season we're exhausted and then we don't get in somehow again and i'm not sure i'm committing to this next time well i i i think at one time you might have seen the latter uh but i think it's the former more than the latter now because because of the number of players in the nba who see each other all the time right they're always playing against each other they're you know sometimes they'll 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 place you know a little bit of pickup together because more and more of them start to be coming from the Toronto area or Ontario area only that the power base in this country has shifted. Uh, and I think there's a pressure that's put on there and depending on who's putting that on. And I think the presence of Nash and depends how, you know, it's four years till the next one. Uh, a lot of stuff can happen in the middle there, you know, and, and uh, you know, there, one would expect there would be more and more uh, players and, and uh, a, that'll give you a larger pool. And so you will have some people that you'll always have people who can't play because of their contract situation. They cannot afford to get hurt, especially in the competitive competitively, because if you're in a contract situation, uh, you're not a first or second or third year player usually. So uh, you can't. So it's a younger man's game and there's big salary caps. Uh, the, the big stars, they eat up most. I mean, it's not a tight salary cap, but the big stars eat up most of the money. So for many players in Canada, they cannot when their contracts up and they haven't negotiated one for the next season they cannot afford to either be in the in the uh, qualifications or the olympics no matter what's worth and players all yeah, or they already that, are hurt. but i think they're, or or, or yeah. see if they already are hurt. or they already are hurt. yeah and and maybe hurt if it was their own team hurt only enough that if this was the nba finals they play but maybe not for the olympics because it's not you know then you could really really hurt yourself for for your own team so but i think the pressure of the of of more and more players from Canada making the NBA and increasingly forming good parts of the G League, which itself is increasingly part of the NBA. You know, you look at the source of players, what say number eight through thirteen on teams, and uh, more and more and more, it's becoming the G League. So that's another 
force of influence uh, where people get together and say, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I don't think the negative vibe would spread as quickly as a positive vibe would that. But there was a time when that, the, the latter was true, the negative vibe. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Speaking of negative vibes, um, let, let's switch sports for a second here because today is the do. yeah t- today is uh, game four of the Stanley Cup Finals. I I, I kind of think Montreal might win tonight just because the rules have prohibited Tampa from having its family members and everyone else there, and I just. I'm not saying Tampa's throwing the game by any stretch, but I kind of wonder if with Montreal desperate to stay alive in Tampa, maybe kind of looking at winning at home, maybe this thing goes for another game. Yeah. But well, boy, it, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're talking about what they call a gentleman's sweep, right? A five-gamer. And, and, yeah, well, and, uh, let us win at home. And then by, by winning at home, right? But, but, but uh, you know, nobody ever does that on purpose because you just can't change those competitive juices. Uh, it's just like when you're tanking to, to, uh, to win a, a high draft choice like they used to. The players didn't. You know, it was only management and coaching that did that. Um, so, and, and the coaches aren't going to do that. You can't take a chance. You can't, I mean, they were down, you know, if, if you're Tampa, how you're selling it to your players is, hey, they were down 3-1 to Toronto and, and we're, you know, the fifth fifth game was everything. Don't let them win the fourth, you know, because yeah, now Carey Price gets hot. Look out. If Carey Price gets hot, which, you, you know, certainly hasn't been. Uh, um, maybe they win tonight just because because uh, they're doing again what they they did in the first game. They're benching Cook Kami tonight, aren't they? So, okay, uh, let, let's, let's ask that for a second. So you've got this yeah. guy who has been a playoff performer and he's not injured. Apparently it's a healthy scratch. One of your young guys, but he has been pretty good in the playoffs and you decide to bench him. There's no way this can be a message to the team because if you don't win, there's no message to send. You're out. And I look at this yeah. and think, my goodness, this is, this is a coach and a general manager who, um, you know, had they not got this far, had they lost in the first round, both of them might not have been back with the team. Are these guys feeling that confident that they can make a bold move like this or is something else going on? Because it's a, it's a head-scratcher to me. Well, the name of the game has been turnovers, particularly for Montreal uh, against this team. And, 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 you know, they're going well until, until they have – some turnovers and it's been the younger players mostly. And it's not just been the turnovers with, that are obvious to us. It's the ones where, and Kokiemi has been very, very guilty of this. And, and, uh, and, and, uh, and so as the other 20 year old as well, because they, they, they break too soon. So if there's anything picked off, if somebody else creates a turnover, you've, you've now created a five on four and sometimes a five on three in your own. And Kokiemi has, has had some problems with that. Um, so that's probably what they're thinking. It almost seems like conservative thinking to me. I don't think it's any message other than turnovers are, you know, the turnovers, turnovers of eagerness when you're trying too hard, you're trying to maybe go, I mean, Tampa Bay, as much as they're an offensive team, they're pretty good at that little triangle on the one side of the ice, like a soccer triangle in defense. And, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they can turn it over and then they can move quicker than, than even your fastest guys can catch up. So it doesn't really matter if you have the speed to catch them because you're not going to, uh, in most cases. And, and, uh, uh you know, other than, you know, Stamkos or yeah. like that, but even then he's detective. So I don't know that, that there's a message there. It, it finds me, I mean, really, Scott, they're not good enough, really. 
No, it's just, it's one of those moves, even if there is a really good reason behind it, it just seems like one of those moves that if it, if they don't win and particularly if whoever they put in to replace him, and I can't remember who's coming in, uh, if that guy were to have something bad happen, um, this is one of those ones that a, a coach or a general manager ends up wearing in the public eye, whether the team and the ownership supports them, but the public will remember this one for a long time. You'd better be right when you well, make a move like they this. Well, and they won't. I think they'll remember it intensely for a short time. And then long time, what, what really long term out of what of this four months from now, we're looking back on this. We're we going to think about that. Are we going to think about the fact that these guys got to the finals? I think that it's going to be that these guys got to the finals. That's my feeling. You know, this is one of those, it felt like one of those years that they were win, but I mean, getting to the finals, essentially given the way they scuffled through the season, given all the COVID, given all of the, you know, the fact that they're so, I mean, those four guys playing defense, the, the, I mean, they'll be sleeping until uh, they'll be sleeping until uh, the end of September. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to be so, so tired, and I think that that uh, I think in in hindsight, that's what people will look at uh, because they I don't think they'll remember that because if if they lose and and the other guy has a bad game, it's a four game sweep, right? If they if that happens, right? And so that's going to be a big news for three days tops, right? Until until the real postmortems start, the ones that are given with a little bit of hindsight, the, the, the 2020 that's hindsight. And, and that would be, uh, did this team overachieve? I don't know what you think. I, I think they did. Oh, by a, by a million miles. And I'll say this, um, when I, when I said that people will remember that, uh, the reason I say that is because never let it be said that either Leaf fans or Canadians fans are not reactive and uh, oh. knee jerk. And already, if you go on social media today, there are loud calls today. It was trending a little while ago that Bergevin should be fired. The guy, the general manager whose team is in the finals, people are screaming that he should be fired because of some stuff that the, is seen as that he didn't do well enough and because of this Kokanyemi decision today. So uh, as I say, it, we don't live in, in either Montreal or this area. We don't live in an area where people just go, oh, okay. I mean, everybody has an opinion about everything to do with these teams, and uh, it better and work when you do something. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, it'll be intense reaction, negative, um, but for a short time, because uh, you're talking also. You're also talking. I mean, we, we, you and I together for years have talked about the news cycle uh, in in what we would call mainstream media. Well, in social media, uh, the news cycle is extraordinarily short. And there's got to be, the, and it comes in several ways. One, it's the first thing, and then it's the backlash against the first thing. It's almost predictable that there be a backlash mm-hmm. against those social media criticizers uh, from people on the second and third day. So I think it'll be intense, but 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 won't last very long. If you're having to look back even a month from now on the two seasons, and you're a fan of one team and you're a fan of the other, which would you rather be? Now, if you want to talk about who would you rather be, who's built for for a longer, more sustained future? Uh, no, that's a different story. I'm talking about between Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, well, that's well, a different story. Toronto's got to get over that mean, first round, and Montreal may not even be in there next yeah. year. Who knows? But this year they are, and the game is tonight, Steve. We got to run, unfortunately. But um, really appreciate yeah, the time. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Steve. All right, Chad. Talk to you later. Steve Milton from the Hamilton Spectator. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.